So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I've got the notorious ROB and my main man, Jason Pantana, in the house. Rob, first of all, for the people that don't know you, give them a little bit of backstory because this is going to be a wild Dude. and crazy or the boringest podcast ever. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I have this very weird backstory. So uh, I'll start with the real estate. How about yes. that? Because before yes. real estate, there's a bunch of stuff yes. too. Um, but I started at uh, Realogy back yep. when it was called Sendin. Yeah. commercial side. Way back. Way back. Henry Silverman. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Way back. Um, so did uh, started commercial real estate, left there. Uh, went to a real estate data company, yep. which shall remain nameless. And then I started my business <laughs> in 2009. And, and you I, started a consulting agency. That's right. right. And you guys have touched a lot of different pieces of the industry, which we're going to get into in a minute. Yep. But I want to share a little backstory. Yeah. Um, I get a phone call from Brad Inman. Hey, we'd like you to come speak at the Inman conference. I remember this. Event. You know what I'm saying, right? Yes. And he says... He's like, Tom, here's the setting, right? I'm trying to do my best, Brad. Yeah, Tom, here's the setting. Um, you know, shock and awe, right? Uh, you know, every, it's got to be crazy. And I was like, okay, Brad, what do you want to do? And he says, um, you're going to get up on stage and you're going to debate with Rob the value of coaching. That's and right. I was like, all right, I can do that, right? Like, I, I didn't really think was much it, no, about it. Wasn't it wasn't value co- It was like value of brokerage or something. No, value it was coaching. Was it coaching? I promise. Because okay. it was permanently great because... <laughs> You and I were sitting in the green room yeah. and we're like, how are we going to like debate? Like, yeah. and, and, and basically we had a love fest for coaching in the agents and yep, yep. it turned into not in the green like, room yeah. in the green room. And there's like, you have to argue, you have to debate. I'm like, all right, I'm a lawyer by training. I can argue any side of anything. Sure. Why not? <laughs> and it, we, but I, I just remember walking away thinking, um, because I, you know, from the re.net days, yeah, the Jim oh Marks and all yeah, those guys, yeah, 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 or yeah, Justin yeah. LaJoy. Yeah, yeah. And I knew like, I knew your persona in the marketplace. Yeah. I knew he was a smart guy. I knew, so I was, I was excited about it and slightly nervous, which only got me more fired up. <laughs> then we meet in the green room. I'm like, he's a total teddy bear. Yeah. Like, this is going to be great. So tell us about your consulting agency. And then I want to talk about the industry Correct. today Correct. and then going forward. So, That's really what we want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my cons- like consulting agency at 70 as- Associates, yes. my sole associate is sitting off screen yes, right there. Yes, yes. Look, basically, I felt like I had to make a decision when you start a consultancy, mm-hmm. right? Do you want to go, you know, make the money, if you will, right. or work on cool projects? I chose cool projects. Yes. So You can't I've, do both? It's hard to do both. Okay. It's really hard to do both okay. in our industry specifically. Okay. And maybe we'll get into that. Um, no, we'll definitely get into yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, so long story short, I've worked with basically some of the biggest, you know, largest firms. I don't talk about them because I felt like... I know. I felt like just the fact that I'm working with them, that's none of anybody's business. Yeah. You know, but everyone um, I know who runs all those companies, <laughs> you're on their list. Yeah, you know. So that's, I'm, I'm real controversial, you know, and over time. Why so, is that? It's, and I think it's because of a lot of that, where I, I feel like as a consultant, my job is to tell my clients what they need to hear. Not what they, not want, what to they want to hear. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially some of these bigger companies, that's real uncomfortable. Give us an example. As an example, um, and I won't talk about like a client work, but one of the most uh, controversial blog posts mm-hmm. early on in my blogging mm-hmm. career was when I offhandedly mentioned that brokerage brands don't matter. 
Oh, I remember. Because it was all about age and personal brand. Right. Now, this was something Give I got. Give context for how long ago that was. That was like 2010? Yep. 2011? Okay. But and I think you were one of the inspirations for it. Because I was at the Google forum yeah. and the Google broke down of the real estate That's searches, right. yeah. only 1% of the consumers cared about brand. What they right. cared about was like right. the agent's trust. That's right. Right. And this was, I mean, yeah. we're talking early 2010 right. on the Tom Ferry show. Zero moment of and, truth. And, yeah. and mine was, you know, typical Tom Ferry. You were just like, but to the entire industry, I was like, oh, But here's wow. the funny part of this, right? Like, so this wasn't like a blog post I wrote, brokerage don't matter. That's yeah. what happened. It was yeah. something something else about personal brands yes. and this. And oh, and by the way, right. brokerage so brand don't matter. Right, so, so often I was like, <laughs> gotta go. And yeah. this is back in the early social media RE net days right. when it was all about personal brand, yes. building a personal brand. Yes. Like, yeah. Absolutely, as an agent, you have to build a personal brand online. Yeah. You can't rely on the broker's brand because broker's brands don't matter. It was just yes. like that. Yeah. Kaboom. Yes. Like this humongous wave. And I'm like, yes. time out. Yeah. I didn't come up with this. I I literally repeated, and I remember very distinctly at the yeah. time. It's still on YouTube somewhere. Yep. Keller Williams had released a series of videos. That's right. That's right. Of interviews with consumers right. saying brokerage brand doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the agent brand that matters. Yep. yep. That was in like 2008, yeah. 2009, right. time, and somehow right. I'm I'm the asshole, right? But re, but people still love to go online and find anything. I mean, now we're in the woke culture, the cancel right, right, culture. Right. So you're just lucky it wasn't in 2021 when correct, you wrote that, because right, right. maybe you'd have been killed. Right. So that's somehow I think I've gotten to this point where I just call it like it is. Yeah. You know, and I think my tagline over the years has become, "I have strong opinions, weakly held." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Meaning <laughs> strong opinions, dot 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 weekly. Weekly health. health. So I, I can be just once a week. Exactly. If if the data comes out the other way, right. I will change my mind. Right. I produce you know. one opinion a week. Exactly. Yes. It's like, yes. look, uh, this is what I believe, but maybe I'm wrong. So yeah. so in your in the totality of your career, yeah. where were you most right and where were you most wrong? I think I was most right when in 2013, I think it was, I did a uh, engagement. I can talk about them because yeah. they're now no longer around. Yeah. I was uh, doing an engagement with Trulia. Yep. And I did a strategy memo for them. I said, agent teams are the future of this industry. Yep. You guys need to mo- pivot everything, build products, yep. do everything yep. for agent teams. And, and what did Pete and the, the gang say? They thought it was great. They started yeah. it. And yeah. then like six months later, they were acquired. Yeah. And that you was know, the end of that. That was the end of that. So, it's, yeah. you know, it, interesting I think that's when I was the most correct. You, know. you and the late great, God bless him, Ken Jenny. Yes. Right. We're doing a lot of work with Truly at the time. Yep. Ken's been a friend, a friend of mine yep. since 1991. Yep. Um, and they were all saying that. So I, I agree. Where were you wrong? I think, and you were right way more. Yeah. I don't Maybe know Maybe you just about can't that. say the um, company. Where was I wrong? Gosh, I think I was wrong most about, right? Because again, when I started writing, it was mm-hmm. right after the bubble had burst. Yeah. And I really thought the federal government was going to go after like Which mortgage. bubble? The 99 bubble? Or no, the, the, uh, the, like the 2001? The, the yeah, Great Financial Collapse. Yeah, yeah, that one. And I remember writing a whole lot of stuff about, you know, the federal government, the banking system. Yeah. They were going to come after everything and fundamentally change everything and turn us into the renter nation. Right. Never happened. Right. Were you one of those guys that said millennials never buy a house? I'm still one of those guys. Okay, well. You're wrong. Why? Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk because it's you know. Where's so, my popcorn? Right. Yeah. No, here's the thing. Jason's just playing tennis. Actually, watching, you know what? Right. I'll tell you what. Jump now. in. This is a topic where I I desperately want to be wrong. Yeah. Right. Because and I've been researching millennials since 2009. I'm yeah. famous for going on stage at a uh, RE Tech South. Yeah. In 2011. Oh, beans. Yes. 
2011, I, I go on stage to accept some award, yep. and I said, polygamy will be legal within 30 years. And everyone laughed, and it was obviously kind of a joke, but yep. part of it was because I was already looking at millennial marriage, yep. family formation, millennial right. dating right. in 2011. Right. So here in 2022, last year, Ivy Zellman of Zellman Associates comes out with this giant report talking about yep. the demographic challenge to right. real estate. right. Right. So Which is a demographic challenge to our country, to as all of whole. Europe. Correct. Right. Correct. They're, they're waiting until their 40s before they get Correct. married, Correct. if they ever get married, Correct. and maybe have kids. But if you remember, so again, I was a realogy yeah. back in what, like 2008, no, 2004, 2005, and we already had consultants coming to us yep. telling us about millennials. This, at the time, it wasn't even called millennials, Gen Y. Gen Y. Right. Yeah. Gen Y is going to change real estate. They're yeah. the biggest. You know, population. They want to live in a house that's correct, this big and, and they love everything and no online. Backyard and, and, and yeah. yeah, and I remember listening totally to us like full of shit. Kind of full yeah, of wasn't shit. Wasn't true about me. Look, kind of full of shit and kind of right. missing the big picture. Right, right. So I wrote a giant red dot, you know, research paper in eighteen. Yeah, I really delved into it, and maybe we could talk a little bit, Chris, about about this. Is mm-hmm. I think the problem with millennials is the only millennials we see in real estate are the upper 15% or so elite millennials. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see, we don't interact with the bottom 85%. Yeah. And they're absolutely screwed. Yeah. Things are getting really, okay, really bad. So, so unpack that for us. Sure. So the top 15% of millennials, college educated, really great jobs. They're the best educated generation we've ever had. Yeah. They have the highest income levels. Um, Incredibly tech savvy. All yeah. the things that we hear, the, the yeah. stereotypes are true about them. Yes. They're the world travelers. They don't want to own because they want to rent because they don't have all the options. Yeah. But yeah. when it comes to- They're not going to own a car. They'll like Correct. an Airbnb. And, but yeah, once yeah. they decide, you know, it's time to buy a house. They're like, yeah. we're going to skip the starter home. We're going to go right to our dream home. Yep. Because I'm a Facebook data engineer at Facebook right. and you're a lawyer. Our yeah. collective household income is $480,000 yeah. and we have no kids. So we're going to buy the million, million and a half yeah. dollar house. And here we go. That's the top 15%. Yeah. The bottom 85%, we're talking about overburdened with college debt. They're underemployed mm-hmm. or unemployed. They're working three gig jobs yeah. with no benefits. Yeah. And their wages haven't grown in 10 years. They're absolutely screwed. So, so it's really <laughs> bad. But this scenario is not going to be part, wrong. I, well, no, but see, again, like... <laughs> There's so much competing data and, and therein lies the challenge, right? Like, you know, like you're only as good as the data that you read and you can read one side that says millennials are thriving like they've never thrived before. Yep. They're in total command of the job market. They can do whatever they want. They can get paid what they want. They can work from home. Yep. And then you're telling me that 85% of them are basically screwed. Correct. Because I think if you look at the top 10%, top 15%, sure, everything that is true. Yeah. You're a high, you know, in, value, in uh, demand you know, crypto developer, yeah. sure, you command the job market. Yes. But there are very few of you. Yeah. And I think over time, more people are starting to wake up to this. And I, I'll give an example, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Who's been on a tear of late saying, don't yeah. go to college. Yep. Which is something that, right? Controversial. Very. Yeah. Why? Right. Because we've been telling all of the young people, since they were like, we lads, we yeah. lasses, yeah. you have to go to college or you're a loser. Yeah. And he's like, listen, the problem is if you want to go work at Google, if you want to go get one of these top flight software engineer jobs, guess what? They're not coming to recruit at a community college computer science department. No. If you don't go to Stanford, if you don't go to MIT, you're not getting that job. No. 
And he makes the point over and over and over again. That and he can, does it a lot of different ways, a too. Lot of different I mean, ways. Gary's been on my shows Correct. 10 times, Correct. and he's been talking about that since 2009. Correct. Right? It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. It's just stuck, slowly starting to sink in. Yeah. The demographics issue. Yeah. I got interested in this topic, and I, you know, by the time I was like 30, you know, I was married. Yeah. But I, I remember seeing this, um, I want to say it was a 60 Minutes report in 2009, mm-hmm. talking about the University of Georgia and how the dating life at the University of Georgia was already lopsided because of the male to female ratio sure. on campus. And I think at the time it was like 55, 45. Today, every campus in America is 60, 40, female to male. Yep. Yep. So this is something I started noticing in 2010 or sometime yeah. going, okay, no, this is great. It's, it's wonderful. It mean, right? Right? It's and, wonderful yeah. society. Yeah. It's wonderful yeah. that women have the opportunity. That's all of great. Course. Of course. Except for dating. Yes. Except for dating. And I said, you know, this is going to cause a real problem in family formation. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause problem in dating. And again, you know, we're old guys now. Speak but how's for, dating? Well, you're married. For, yeah. so he's married. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you may yeah. like most identify Jason, with this. Married. Right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm married with kids. Right. Yes. Dude, but, you know, like you think of, look at the peers, you look at the younger yes. generations. Yes. They're not dating. Yeah. We're not seeing the family formation rates. Yeah. And family formation is directly connected to housing. They're not buying houses. So millennial so, home ownership rate, even now, yeah. is like 38%. So then what do you say to the person that says, well, I see the data and all these surveys that mm-hmm. say, you know, 68% of millennials say they want to buy a house. Correct. And and sounds like maybe there's a comma is what you're saying in that. Yes. I'd like to buy a house. I just can't afford one. Correct. I'd like to buy a house. Correct. But there's nothing available also. Correct. Or so like, are we in that dire straits? Because yeah, this is this yeah. is an interesting. I mean, is this a new insight for you? Like, yeah, I, I have a few questions. Yeah. I mean, my my first question is born out of naivety, but relative to generations past, obviously millennials is a larger generation. Obviously, college is more expensive, but relevant relative to cost of living and all things being normal, how is it really different? Because I mean, I t- yeah. you talk about the the upper fifteen percent. Well, yeah. I would assume there's a uh, distribution of people's success and prosperity on any generation along those lines. How is it different? Yeah. The, the difference is the Gen Xers, sure, exactly. are they, right? We Gen X are kind of the last generation, I think, to have caught the tail end of the American boom. Yeah. So the shortest answer I could provide, and it's a much complicated answer, and I only look like an economist. I'm not an economist. <laughs> you should probably talk to Lauren Shun. But here's how I look at it. Like, if you look at the data, yeah. wages have remained flat for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Whereas think about what's happened to the cost of everything else. Forget just the most recent inflation bubble. Correct. And, right. Correct. So just this last year, mm-hmm. average wage actually went down by 2.4% yeah. in real terms. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the difference. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I graduated college in 93. Things weren't great. There was a bit of a mini recession going at the time, and the job market kind of sucked. Yeah. But, you know, you could buy a house in 1993. For pennies. Compared Com- to today. For sure. And back in Silicon then, Valley, in Newport right, Beach, in New right, York City, right, like Miami, forget right. it. Right. But back then it was like, it was expensive. About today. It wasn't yeah. like in the 60s. Like the boomers had yeah. to wear five months of salary, you could buy a house. Right. It wasn't quite that. For yeah. us, it might have been, you know, you have to save up for a year or two and then yeah. you could have the down payment for a house now. But you weren't saying no to everything else in your life that you could possibly want because Correct. it was so disproportionate Correct. to right. your income. Correct. It was the kind of thing where I felt like when we, Gen X, when we were coming mm-hmm. out of college, when we yeah. were young, it was a matter of, okay, you know what, let's save a little bit, let's, uh, let's scrimp a bit, and we could get enough of a down payment to get a mortgage, to right. get a house. Now, 
And again, I, I bought my first house in New York, New Jersey area. Now I can't imagine. That sounds like you went to the Meadowlands, right? We ended just, up, well, when we, we did events, in, like we're in the New York area, yeah. Meadowlands. <laughs> <laughs> I lived, I mean, we lived in Melbourne, which is a real nice suburb. Yeah, but, right. But, and we thought, oh my God, this is so expensive. And our little tiny, you know, starter home was half a million dollars. Right. In 2001, like 2003, 2004, mm -hmm. that house today is, I don't think a 20, 30-year-old no. couple, professional, yeah. making good money, I don't think they could even dream of owning the house today. Yeah. Unless they have family money, yeah. unless they have something else going on. Okay, so I want to That's when I'm that. getting that. Yeah. So I'm going to go a totally different direction okay, after yeah. this. So. When I worked for Realogy, yeah. um, and I was looking, this was later than you, yeah. but when I worked there, we were looking at a house in the Jersey suburbs, and we were just sticker shocked at the cost Plus the taxes. Yep, yep, right. And we we were renting in Hoboken, which we loved it. Hoboken was great. We, yeah. we had a blast, yeah. but we were like, we we had our first son, yep. and we were like, okay, vacation's over. Where are yep. we going to raise our family and all that yep. kind of stuff? So we started looking, and I remember um, it was actually about when one of Tony Robbins' books came out about money management or something. Yeah, and money I, I found this. Mm -hmm. There's this blog article that caught my attention. It was basically like the one thing you're overlooking for financial freedom. It was mm -hmm. just something to that effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, I clicked it to read it. And the opening line was move, period. And then he went a couple of lines down and mm -hmm. he basically talked about like, if you're in a really expensive area, move. you should move. Yes. And I didn't listen to that advice, advice directly, but that coupled with several other things, we were like, yeah. why am I, why yeah. are we here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, right. we did move. Yeah. We're not a tree. Yeah. We're not planted yeah. here. Yeah. And it's move. really smart. But let me point out a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Number one, you're working at Realogy. Yeah. Number two, you're married. Yeah. And how old were you when you were? Doing both. Uh, I was late twenties, hitting thirty. Think about that. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is, you look at the marriage rates right now, late twenties, thirties. The marriage rate among millennials and Gen Z is at an all-time low. Yeah. True. All-time low. You hear that, Courtney? Birth rate. You're special. <laughs> you married too? No, she's getting married. Congratulations. And, See, and this... already in her first house, and her, you know, her and her fiance are killing. And it. this is my point. I'm saying they're in the fifteen percent. Is... We're in the fifteen percent. Yeah. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So let's go a different direction. Okay. Um, I am convinced as I, as like only a few times in my career, have I come out and said, here's what I think is going to happen in the future of real estate. And I think back to like 2014, 15, when I'm like, teams are going to take over the world. Yep. Teams are going to be sold like brokerages because all these publicly traded companies got to buy somebody, mm -hmm. right? Big whales are going to dominate, AKA hedge funds are going to yep. just buy as much as they can, right? So I'm making these, I don't know, vision, proclamation, whatever you want to call it. And then more recently, it's been more about um, the on-demand consumer, yep. right? And you know, so much of what we talked about at the 2020 summit. Um, but now I'm thinking a lot about these sort of existential threats, uh, mm -hmm. and a lot of it is just the lack of insight, foresight, information around blockchain, yep. right? Smart contracts, yep. and then the companies that have done an extraordinary job, Rob basically disintermediating the agent yeah. and saying whether it's buy from us direct or come to us direct 
And then we will then sell that lead to somebody else, sure. right? Uh, I made the prediction that 50% of all transactions in the next four or five years, 50% will have a referral fee attached to it in some way. Whether that's that. relocation or an arbitrage company, yep. agent agent refer. There's there's what I call egregious and non-egregious referral yep. fees. Non-egregious, twenty five percent. Sure, right? It's the industry. It's always been that way, and it's interesting talking to like a Gino Bafari, who's my personal client. He's like, well, like, let me give you the data on home services. We unpack that. Yeah, I can't yeah. share that here, but like, yeah, yeah. We, we know what it is. We know what it is at Realogy. We know back in the day of Prudential. Uh, Earl Lee, yeah, yeah. if it wasn't for relocation, that Prudential wouldn't have any revenue. Yep. So, so we see this, but you look at it differently. I look I at it know, differently. What are the three to five biggest things yeah. that, that you think, this is what's coming next, what people need to be prepared for? So I, I think I wrote a post, I'm doing a little pivot this year. Right? It's not like I'm giving a consulting. It's You're going like to piss less people off? Like, it's what's not the- even that. So here's the thing about, so I'm going to comment about this. I never set out to piss people off. I, I set out to tell it like I see it and that yes. happens to piss people off. Right. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I don't do this yeah. to piss you off. You, but I Mike said, Del Prete and a few yeah, others yeah, that I'm I like, love. Well, like, I mean, I'm just, just think it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think there are four major mega trends that's going to mm-hmm. influence everything, which therefore will influence real estate. Right? Yes. Demographics is one we just talked yep. about that. The second one to me is, we'll call it loosely inflation, Yeah, but it's basically money printing. For sure. For sure. And it, I think that is- startling if people knew how much money was printed just in the last 24 months. So 40% or so of the entire dollars in existence- In the last two years. In the last two years. Yeah. And we're now starting to see the impact yeah. of that. And I, there's all these things that flow out of that. So yeah. that's two. The third one to me is blockchain, metaverse, all this stuff. But I call yeah. it, generally speaking, decentralization. Yes. Right. So the converse of what you said, like, you're right. The last 20 years, everything is centralized. Yep. Everything's going to Google. Yep. Everything's going to Zillow. Right. right. I kind of feel like the next big wave might be decentralization through a variety of ways. Yep. So that's the third one. And then the fourth and final one, I don't know how much of a mega trend is for the society as a whole, but for real estate especially. And this is the one that I think is probably the most near term is the fact that the nature of agency will completely change. Essentially, buyer agency is not long for this world. Yeah. And I don't think as an industry, we know yet what to do about that. I didn't say, yep, like I agreed. I just said, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so here's the interesting thing. Like right. in, over the last, I don't know, three years, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of conversations around this specific topic. Yes. And this is my general takeaway. Mm-hmm. Most We're talking people, DOJ, NAR. All of it. The so reason I, why you should be really happy you pay all of your dues to the National Association of Realtors is right now. <laughs> right now. You're like, can I prepay for the next five ex- years? Except that I don't see them winning. But that's beside the point. That's yeah, yeah. beside the point. And, and we have to define what winning is. And in we this have to case. get around that. But I think the everyone I've spoken to the last three years or so, if they have paid any attention. Yeah. And I'll ask, so do you, you know, it basically it comes down to it's a matter of when, not if. Mm-hmm. No one believes that our current system of cooperation and compensation will survive. Yeah. They just disagree on when things yeah. are going to change. And we yeah. have not yet thought through what that means then for brokers, for agents, for MLSs, for right. realtor associations, tech companies, for Zillow. Like, we just haven't done okay, that. Okay, but you and I are well-traveled. Yeah. This is not unlike what you look at when you see... Uh, South Africa, Europe. you see Australia, yep. you see all of Europe, you see a lot of the, the more organized real estate Middle East, yep. right? I mean, it's, it's one and one, it's yep. two and two, it's 3%. You guys figured out that we'll see you afterwards. Like it's, 
Like, yeah. I think people get so landlocked in this North American, and I would even put like, you know, all the major cities in Mexico up yep. right yep. through Canada, yep. that we've had this set way of doing things, buy side, sell side, right? So do you, do you hallucinate? What is your hallucination? Do you think in the next couple of years, we're going to see this evaporate on the yeah. buy side and then the sell side is going to go to three or do you think it's going to be a four or five? I think the sell side goes to like one and a half or so, maybe two, right? Um, and I'm, That's I'm, very Europe. It's that, but that's why I say that. Okay, but that doesn't work in Europe. And this is my central theme. Like mm-hmm. The argument is, having been there for now a decade plus with one of my personal clients has 30 some odd thousand agents, mm-hmm. right? Remax of Europe, Michael Pulser and, and family. Yeah. We have been on this like crusade, which feels right in Europe, right? To yeah, you know, yeah. we're going to get people to cooperate. Yeah. We're gonna get agents to take a key from the seller yeah. and put it in a safe in the office. So when com- somebody calls and wants to see the property, we can take it out of the safe. I'm not kidding, people, and show them the mm-hmm. apartment. Like that's going on right now. And we're seeing, we're seeing this progression mm-hmm. towards maybe a more Western way of doing it, which mm-hmm. is not the intent for my Europeans watching, but it's, it's to serve the customer. How does this, how does this elimination yeah. of buy side actually serve the client? I think, so it's, so let me put it differently. It's not like you're going to outlaw buyer agency. Yeah. You're just going to outlaw sellers paying for it. Yes. I think that's what's coming. How does that serve the customer? I, depends on who you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Because the argument, I think, from the FTC, from the DOJ, from the, you know, that, that side yeah. is this will drop the price. Right? It will make things cheaper. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. One of the things I do For like me. about it, I'm not, right. I'm not a huge fan yeah. necessarily. I'm kind of neutral. But there is one aspect of this that I am a big fan of. And this is something that you guys know very well. One of the biggest problems with our industry, and I've been saying this for 10 years, is the fact that you could have the very best, most professional agent, right, who's one of your personal clients and is up to date on every last Mm -hmm. latest thing. Whether I use that guy or someone who just got his license last week, I pay the same. That's bullshit. The fact that we have no price signals in this industry is total bull. And it's being maintained by the system that we have built over time, you know, it wasn't out of some nefarious evil purpose. No. Just let's cooperate. You bring yeah. me a buyer, I'll pay you, yeah. whatever. But, but Rob, we see that. And first of all, I, I appreciate that I, I perspective. That, and I yeah. think everybody listening, yeah. probably at least a lot of our clients just went, because we say, this is a skills market. This yeah, is a track right. record market. Yeah. And right now when there's no inventory, yeah. you don't want to go to the brand new agent and say, hey, find me a house. You want to call the best agent in town and say, right. who's got the pocket listings? How right. do I get access? Right. Right. How can I leverage your relationship? Right. And and, and like, I have three different attorneys, the low, mid, That's and right. like going right. to kill you. That's right. Right? Like, and you pay a- appropriately. That's right. That's do you right. think it's going to go that way? I think it's going to go that like way. Like that menu of services? I think it's going to go, I, I really do think real estate will become a lot more like legal services. Yeah. Right? Look, I mean, if you just need someone to draft a little, you know. Legal Zoom. Legal, yeah. Boom, boom. Do that, right? Yeah. You don't really need it. Oh. But, but that didn't work with iBuyer, with PowerBuyer. Like we're seeing. Work. Well, we're seeing this sort of like um, oversimplification of the transaction, right? The ease of it. Like we're not seeing it work at scale. And maybe iBuyer is the wrong metaphor, but look at like even like the companies like Knock and Easy Knock and yeah. some of these that are, that are making it easier. No one's doing it. It's such a small percentage. What do you mean no one's the, doing it? It's such a small percentage of the transaction. Yeah, but it's so new. It's like literally brand new. 
That's like saying Bitcoin's market cap is only a trillion dollars. Well, Bitcoin's so only 13 years old, and I'm strong on Bitcoin. So but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. buying was invented in 2014. Yes. So I'm like, okay, chill out. Okay. O- like, we'll see what open doors quarter. Did Notorious Rob just tell me to chill out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I'm kind of with you. Right? Yes. And maybe, listen, I'm obviously very jaded towards yeah. professionalism, the experience of agents, yeah. touting that track yeah. record. I don't believe new agents should come in the industry and just start. They should be right. on a team. They should be, right. or, or a team or a brokerage that runs Some it the right way. Some sort of mentorship, way. something. Because yeah. the failure rate is the failure rate is the failure rate. I just, man, the federal government getting involved in like how agents should be paid just, just drives. I mean, because when was the last time the federal government did something, you're like... That worked. Hey, hey, dude, like in my personal life, I'm an anarcho capitalist. So, you know, you want I know. Like, I think the state is just evil. Yes. I'm just literally describing what I see happening. I know. I know. Right? I'm not, I'm not yeah, in any so way this attacking is what's gonna just, happen. It's frustrating. Right? It's going to happen. Yeah. And what the only, that only upside that I see yeah. coming from that is if we restore price signals to the industry. Yeah. Then you start asking, why is this agent charging five hundred an hour? Right. This other agent's charging fifty dollars an hour. Right. Hey, you know, I just need someone to just do some paperwork for me on this right. easy condo sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifty dollars an hour guy's fine. Yeah. I'm doing some massive yeah. thirty-five million dollar, you know, oceanfront with complicated right. environmental issues. Right. I need the five hundred an hour right. guy. Right. And I think we're gonna see that play out. And I think we're going to have to build. So here's the challenge. You and I have been around the RE.net where I funny to even use that phrase anymore because that's so old school. But we've all seen the pitch decks on these deals of we're going to be the Uber of, right? Like we're going to make simplify, you know, simplifying this. And and again, you're right. It's early. Um, I just think there's so much inertia around the normalcy. And it it feels like... um, it feels like the the crazy one percent over here and the crazy one percent over here are getting all the noise, mm-hmm. and like ninety eight percent in the middle are like, I just want to buy a house. Yeah, but so this is how I sort of think about that though, right? Is the consumer is not going to know, like we're not going to see that massive yeah thing until it hits a tipping point. Yep. In other words, I very distinctly remember when Uber was first launched. I do too. Right. And yep. I, I can't remember the year anymore, but I remember yep. I was in San Francisco for mm-hmm. Hitman. Yep. And somebody's like pulling out their phone. I'm like, yeah. I'll call an Uber. I'm like, what the hell is an Uber? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's this, uh, you call a black car yeah. using your phone kind yeah. of deal. I was like, that's stupid. You know, I was like, this was like, whatever. It's right. Free. I want to sit in a gross taxi. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, but we just didn't. And then it took maybe two years. Yeah. And then I took my first Uber ride. Yeah. I haven't taken a taxi since then. Right. Right. So my point is, I think, and this is what we have to mm-hmm. watch with Open Door. This is what we have to watch with iBuyers, with Power Buyers. Yeah. You know, again, maybe you, maybe you guys have done this study. I want, I want someone to go and talk to those consumers and ask them, would you do it the old way? Yeah. Once you've experienced that, would you do it the old way? Yeah. I'm willing to bet that most of them won't. Yeah. And that's something I've written about for the last for sure. five years. We, right? we Which both is, agree the hand-holding right. experience and the emotion of helping somebody buy and sell real estate. So, so let's, I want to I touch on this just for a second. So what do we tell our friends watching this right now that yeah. are, are now like, you know, oh my God, uh, what does this mean to me? Like, <coughs> we're just so, just tactically, yeah. we're like, yeah. better start working on your buyer consultation. Yep. Better start taking the time to show people what it is that you do and why your value is there. Because if you're just going to do this, sure, I'll show you the house. That's a $50 an hour job, right? Like what we need to be is like, let me help you understand whether you're buying your 15th house, your first house, the experience and how I'm going to do it because you're showing value. This is is where I should be interviewing you, right? On my podcast, because here's how I look at it. I have some ideas, but I'm not a coach. 
right? Yeah, but you have I'm ideas, an and I want your ideas. Right, so I'll tell you the ideas, and then you could tell me, like, well, you know, that's totally crazy, and then we could talk about it. I think my ideas go like this. In the short term, like, number one, if I were coaching some agent today, mm-hmm. the number one thing I think I would tell them is, you need to understand what's going on with inflation. Right. You need to know what's going on with rates. You need to get right. a little bit of appreciate uh-huh. of why. Uh-huh. Because if there if there's ever a time that you should be going to any of your any of your young clients, mm-hmm. any of your clients, period, who are even moderately mm-hmm. on defense, mm-hmm. if you do not go and take a 30-year fixed rate mortgage at three and a half percent, when nominal inflation is you seven, listening? Brian, you listening? Right. Go sell whatever else you gotta sell and buy a freaking house. Right. Even if it's in a town or an area you don't want to live in. You look at the 50-year case study of inflation and and the only thing yeah. that outperforms it every time forever is a house. I, it's just so I'm like, look, yeah. if you yeah. once agents I think understand yeah. that, you because you know, we do the whole like millennials want to buy a house but they can't and rent versus own. Like, dude, forget all that to some extent. I agree, forget all that. Forget all that to some extent. It's, right. Three and a half percent. Right. When it's when there's money and we're dealing with money, it's a different scenario. Yeah. Versus right. what I want to do in convenience. Right. This is this is your I house that's, versus that's inflation. Short term right house now, versus inflation. Correct, you need to do it. Yes. There's seven thousand right. videos from our clients immediately. Right. Your house versus inflation, which one wins? Yeah, and I, I agree, like we can sit here and speculate about what we see potentially coming, but whatever that is. It only benefits an agent if they really say, you know what, I'm going to absolutely dial in my value proposition for buyers and sellers, be more clear in how I communicate that with my marketing messages, and focus on delivering an unbelievable experience and building loyalty within my database. But there's a second piece of this, right? And I think this is the part where I'm real curious about. When I look at training, when I look at a lot of the education, when I look at the coaching, when I look at a lot of that in the industry today... Mm -hmm. A lot of it is around sales skills and these soft skills. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're not important. Of course they're important. Yeah. That's what agents yeah. are really great at. However, with what's coming, there might have to be a lot more product skills and product training. I was thinking the same thing when you were talking mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Because, you know, it's I, one thing to be like, my value is I can hold your hands. I, can, I know. Yeah. cut. So that's great and all. But if yeah. I'm paying you by the hour, I need to know that you have looked at every home builder in this neighborhood. 1,000%. You know, you know what the different types of pipe that's in this house right. versus that house. Yep. You know, the type of construction that, that's like, I need you're to speaking actually of, You're speaking of our client's love language right now because that's, that's, that's the degree of separation. Right, I think that's The true market yeah. expert who says, no, Rob, you and your wife, you yep. need to be over here. And let me yep. tell you why, because I took the time to learn everything that's that right. was your, neg- your non-negotiables, right. things that mattered that's most right. to you. It's this, this, and this, right. and here's why. Or even at a minimum, like, why is this house so expensive? Right. Well, it's because this house was built Let me by explain. a builder uh-huh. for his daughter back in 1948. Right. And he used the very best materials yes. and yep. blah, blah, blah. And over the years, this house had the fewest amount of flooding or whatever. Right. The whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. But that product knowledge. Dude, details. That's it's the details. That's the difference between yeah. a $700 an hour agent and a right. $50 an hour agent. And I don't think yep. we as an industry focuses on that enough. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear you guys are doing it because... Yeah. That's going to be the next wave because that's how I look at it. If something happens that there's massive disruption yep. and it does come down to not only is it buyer consultation, like, look, the seller's going to pay me, but if they don't, you're going to pay me. Yeah. That's just to some extent sales talk. Mm-hmm. It's more like I'm an expert. Right. I can help you. Yes. I can help you save Let me tell money. tell you how I earn my fees. Correct. My here's job is, is to navigate right. bing, 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 bing. And here's why I'm worth it. Right. 
I'm right. gonna help you avoid yep. potentially making a giant mistake. Yep. Because I know everything about this neighborhood. Yep. I know everything about every house that's yep. in this area. And my company, my relationships, Correct. my network, Correct. all the pocket listings, all, all the coming that. soon. And that's all of that. That so we're one thousand percent aligned. So I think that. that's the second piece. Um, and then beyond that, I think it's just don't worry. It's, I know it sounds a little weird. I do feel like... Every successful person worries. No, I know. But here's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like, could you mention blockchain? Yeah. You mentioned metaverse, sure. crypto. Like, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people get all like wired, yeah, yeah, yeah. wound up about yeah. that. Or they get wound up about DOJ, FTC. And yeah. I'm like, listen, unless you have a C in front of your name, unless your job is right. to do strategy, yeah. I don't know you should worry. Yeah. Call your you past know, clients. You know what I mean? Call like, yeah. Student. I feel yeah. like if you're... If you are, on the ground floor. I'm not yeah. saying don't be interested from a personal standpoint. Yes. Yes. But I don't know how much you should like stay awake at night wondering about what's going to happen with yeah. eye buying and disruption. Yeah. And yeah. Now, if you're the CEO of a brokerage, that's your job. <laughs> that your is job, job is to worry, worry about that. So your yes. agents don't have to worry about right. that. If right. you're Gino Blafart, you better be up right. worrying about what's happening with macroeconomics and right. you know war with Russia, whatever the hell. Like, Saturday morning calls. You know, like, with that's Gino. what you got to yes. do. Yeah. How was your week? But that's why you, you know, right. that's why, but that's why that he's the CEO. That's and, right. Yes. And yeah, that's, so, that's how I look at it. So like calm down to some extent. Yeah. But to the extent you want to focus, focus on yeah. like real product expertise. I, I will just say this when it comes to blockchain and smart contracts, yeah. and NFTs and cryptocurrency. Um, the thing that I tell people is I can remember in like 14, 15, 16 saying to people, if you're going to be culturally relevant today and you're in the high end, you're in Silicon Valley, you're in Miami, yeah. you're in New York City, you're in yeah. Toronto. Uh, if you don't have on your card, on your postcard, on your website, have something that's written in Chinese, something that's written in Mandarin, y- you've lost some, some cultural relevancy mm-hmm. for the people that were buying in mass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I liken that to today when a 27-year-old calls you and says, hi, I'm interested in that $2 million house. Um, I've got like $7 million in my meta wallet and I'm mm-hmm. just trying to figure out how yep. I'm going to exchange this. And yep. do you have someone I should talk to? And, yep. and if that agent isn't like, oh, of course, no problem. Yeah. You know, the number one crypto, you know, blah, blah, blah. Proppy, who's a great company that does yep, yep, transactions. Yep, like yep. if they, if they just, they don't have to master it, No. but they better be aware of it. Cause if they're not, like I tell the story of uh, Maxine Gallons, I think you bet. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know the story. Know. Okay. So Maxine, legendary agent. Yeah. She calls me and says, okay, you were right. And I was like, what about? She goes, you know, I don't really like Zillow. She goes, but I got called on this like $10 million listing. Yeah. And I meet the guy and I meet his wife and we're yeah. walking around the house and Maxine, you, I love you. She's like, I'm walking through the house and the guy kind of says to me casually, hey, so what do you think about Zillow? She goes, you know, Zillow's a really important website. You know, they're, it's interesting that they're putting out this data um, and, you know, agents like myself, yeah, yeah, we need yeah, to yeah. partner with me. He goes, that's good because my son started. <laughs> that was a $10 million listing that she got from the late, great Joe Spencer's dad, right? And, and she, when she said it to me, I was like, because my point is like cultural relevancy. Yeah. You don't have to master blockchain, but you better understand it. Mm-hmm. You better understand smart contracts. You better have some understanding of like why a home might be converted into an NFT. You yeah. don't have to do it. You don't have to no. buy them, but you better at least understand it because that 27-year-old, that 32-year-old, I mean, the guys I'm talking to that are 55 that are super long on crypto, you better understand because they're right. buying houses. Right. So I, that's that's where I get not on a soapbox. Right. But just stay aware. I, I would also echo like what you're saying. Like if we're gonna, I, I having all these thoughts, you're making me think about like yeah. the division of labor yeah. and yeah. right. Um, I'm thinking about healthcare and how general practice doctors became specialists and it actually made things more expensive over right. time. And right. how is this going to plan out with what we're doing? And right. It's like, 
you're going to start subdividing mm -hmm. the scope and role of an agent based upon what you're like, if your scenario were to totally. come true for yeah. instance, but totally. then I'm like looking at what you're saying. It's like, I think the focus now as an agent is, okay, I help folks buy and sell houses. Right. So therefore my expertise should really be centered around anything transaction related. Yes. I should really double down yep. on the transaction and how do I help people buy and sell houses right. in that regard? Right. Because there are a lot of other, I think, what could be potentially tangential kind of pursuits and chases and interest that may not really bolster up your value proposition as a broker. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if that thought means Jay much, Abraham but that right now yeah. is so happy. You said tangential. <laughs> tangential. <laughs> a tangent. That's like his all-time favorite word. Yeah. Okay. So Rob, very, before we leave, there's yes. an important point I think to be yes. made there, which is kind of what you said. I think you have to have some basic knowledge of what this technology means. Yes. Certainly don't go, you know, like learn the intricacies of like different blockchains. Like right. that's not necessary. Right. You just need to yeah. know kind of what it potentially could do yeah. for your client. The better thing might be though, to know somebody who right. really is an expert. Like the agent that would hire the person that spoke right. Mandarin or Russian and right, say, right, come right. join my team. I need you on and, this, and on this, this is where we start pivoting to be a little bit more like commercial real estate. Yeah. And more like law firms. Yeah. Right. So you have some lawyer who's like out Wait, there. You just you just made a lot of agents either nervous or they should be excited by Monday through Friday, but done at noon on Friday. No, it's not <laughs> no nights and weekends. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Commercial real estate and lawyers. Yeah, law lawyers. I don't know. You know, the depends on the practice. The thing. True. Right? But I very distinctly remember, like you have the the main partner who yeah. has the client relationship for sure. But you know, uh, there's an international bankruptcy issue. Of course. Here's our special. Yeah. He's going to come on. Oh, you want to do a SPAC? Tax we bring in our yep. tax specialist. Yep. Yep. So I think that's when we think about agent teams and how they've been constructed under the millionaire real estate agent model, okay, you know, yep. that whole yep. model of today. It's really, I don't even know what to call it. It's more like, like a, like a, I don't know, like a guerrilla tribe. You know, you have I was, I was saying like, uh, like kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, it eventually needs to evolve to is more like specialists, you know, coming together, yeah. Yeah. To provide overall better service yeah. on a case by case basis and an as needed. Who knows how that goes, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing I would I would point out, kind of related, I think agents are paying a lot of attention to things like crypto and blockchain. And I think if you're in the luxury high end, that makes a lot of sense. If you're more middle class, middle end, I would pay a lot more attention to property management. For sure. That's just like my big thing this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, last year was like two brokerages. I'm telling mm -hmm. them you need to start thinking about horizontal integration yep. of property management and brokerage. Yep. I think to agents, especially on teams, you need to start thinking about that as well. If you look at um, KKR, Heritage, all these companies that are buying properties in mass, yep. we see the numbers. It's like 21 million properties owned. Like, what is it? It's 21 million SFRs owned in the US, 80% mm -hmm. of them by guys like us, and then 20% by the KKRs of the world yeah, that have yeah. these monster funds. Um, I agree. I would argue, though, the challenge that they still face is not enough inventory. Right. Do you know what I mean? And right. like yeah. I say to a lot of my broker clients, because we both, you know, we work with all these brokers is, you know, have you gone and looked at your entire marketplace and said, right. show me every zone for two, but there's one on it. Mm hmm because why aren't you getting every one of your agents to go build and create the inventory, mm -hmm. right? They, like, do we really have an inventory crisis? Yes. Right. But I think what we really have is a lack of execution. That's a part of it. But I think it's also the culture is so different between property management and sales. I'm just saying right now that I think it behooves agents yep. to start trying to cross that culture yep. and for property managers to start crossing the other way as well. Yep. Because you mentioned the inventory thing. I came out of commercial. You didn't know there was a party going on in my suite I while we were doing a podcast? Yes. That, 
hey, you know, it's like uh, they think I'm all busting their chops, but I'm actually not. We start playing some music, uh, right? Whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop. So uh, I came out of commercial estate, and yeah. I remember very distinctly my mentor at the time telling me, "Look, we do property management, yeah, not because it makes money. Mm-hmm. We do property management because it lets us control the inventory." inventory. This is Jay Pitts of the world. So we have a lot of clients that own right. property management companies. Fred like, for, right. But I want to just acknowledge to people out there, if you look at the math on it, first of all, they trade for great multiples, seven, yep. eight, yep. nine yep. times versus a real estate brokerage. But you got to have, there's a number in every market where it makes sense or it doesn't. Correct. And if you're managing 50 properties, no. you're dying. If Correct. you're managing 150, 200, 300, yep. you make a little bit of money, but now you got that critical mass yep. of like, Turnover opportunities, yep. Yep. building opportunities, yep. fix and flip opportunities. It's it's really I, impressive. Like, literally, if I were one of your clients, you know, big agent team, I would be having conversations with every property management company yeah. in my market to be right. like, what can what can we do here? Right, right. What can how can I be here? of service? How can I how help can we work you? Together? How can you help me? I can bring you business. Right. You I just want listings. Right, right? But, or I want buyers. Right. Because some of those buyers are graduating. I want to, yes. can I do a seminar? We just talked about this. Yes. Can I go in front of your renters, yep. do a free seminar, talking yep. about 3.5%, 30-year fixed right. rate versus 7% inflation? Yeah. Do you maybe want to buy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, something like yeah. that. I but mean, I think, uh, yeah. I think a lot of property managers are like, no, <laughs> no. No, here's the thing. The but, property management guys kind of want to find that, right? Because they don't want to do sales. No, I'm with you. It. I'm with yeah. you. If they were licensed and you could pay them a referral fee yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. keep it on the up yeah. and up and right. right. Um, no, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, we see that because we have so many clients that, I say so many, t- maybe a hundred clients that have these property management companies and they all say, it, it's like a geographic farm. It's That's like right. your past clients in sphere. Right. It's a listing opportunity, but like everything else it has to be nurtured, educated, right. keep people informed, et cetera. Okay. So Rob, let's, let's end with the four mega trends one more time. It's demographics. Demographics. It's monetary policy, inflation, yep. slash the, yep. all of that. It's decentralization. Decentralization. Which, and then the fourth one is the end of buyer agency. Yeah. It's which, the end yeah, that's of the, the most world controversial as we one. know it. Mic drop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, once again, strong opinions, weekly held. Notorious <laughs> Rob. <laughs> that's so good. This is going to be one of those shows that Rob, like the people that are watching right now, like I know who you are and <laughs> they are the ones that are like, okay, like, all right, I need to, I need to dig a little deeper. I want to go a little more. Um, like we just have this great base of clients that like, they want to be exceptional in their marketplace. Yeah. And whether it's someone like yourself or myself or Mike Prete or others that I've had on the show, like they just want to get in it because when they're sitting at the cocktail party and they say there's four mega trends happening right now, we'll right. say we need to be nervous about That's right. number one is the, and like all of a sudden, like the whole room, right, right, right. You know, into them. Like, and that's, so I know a lot of my friends can sh- use that little script. Can I share one more thing? No. I'm going to anyways. It's my show. No, it's <laughs> Welcome to the Jason show. <laughs> so I, there's this TED talk from a guy named Clay Shirky um, that I caught a long time ago. And he had this thing called the Shirky principle, which said that the nature of an institution is to preserve the problem for which it is the solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I look yeah. at agents it who are listening like the federal today. government. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yes. I, I think there's a lot of people who are probably listening today. Like they may be listening and saying, okay, I can be, I'm afraid. I feel like I'm going to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. section like margined out and oh my goodness. Right. Or yep. you can be listening to the lenses, lens of saying, you know what? Change creates opportunity. Right. I'm going to be putting on my ears of looking for those opportunities yep. to listen for those opportunities. And I think if you have a mentality of, I'm going to try to preserve a problem. Yeah. That's not, I want to identify the problem and solve it. So if the problem has changed, yep. go look for the new problem and solve it. And right. you great will never point. be without It's pay. a great Well, this point. is Peter Diamandis, who's a mentor of mine. I don't know if you, like you talk about decentralization. Yeah, he's yeah, got his yeah. 60s, which yeah. is brilliant. 
I, he would say, the bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. Yeah. You want to you become a billionaire? Yeah. Solve a billion person problem. That's right. So like we should be attacking with enthusiasm these problems. That's right. And then whether it's just it, on our team, inside of our brokerage, in my own office, with my past clients and sphere, my city, my state, my country, whatever it is, yep. go after it. Like yep. that's the message. Yep. Rob, where do they follow you if they want to catch you on Insta? Probably the best place is NotoriousRob.com. Yeah. yeah. That's my blog. It's, yeah. I've had it since 2008 or something. I'm an OG of the real is, estate blog. Is Conor McGregor yeah. upset at you? For like you're like the original <laughs> notorious. No, uh, you know there was a time there was somebody who was like a rapper. Oh who yeah, had the same name. Notorious B.I.G. No, but that's who I patterned after. I okay, was, I was such a big right? fan. Who's the other notorious? No, there was a notorious, notorious Rob. He was like a rapper yeah. or a rap reviewer. Yeah. So he's gone away. So now it's all me. Yeah. And then there was a Rob Ford who was a very controversial like. Yeah. Politician, I want to say in Canada, was caught up with heroin and cocaine or something like that. I think. Oh yeah. So I, yeah, my, my Google alerts were going off big time. You know, right. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Notorious. Yeah. Notorious. So that's probably the place. Yeah. Or on Twitter at Rob Hunt. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you, man, so much for being no, on the show. You. I appreciate you. You know, like schlepping over here into Vegas. Oh, you live here. So I it was live easy. here. It was easy. Thanks yeah. for coming to my town. Yeah, and, man. Uh, Appreciate you, buddy. Super fun. Great. All right, guys, leave some comments. Let us know. Make sure you follow Rob. Make sure you follow Jason. And hey, uh, keep letting us know. Who do you want on this show? We're doing this for you. We're out. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit TomFerry.com slash podcast. That's TomFerry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.